Scott. Yes. Are you are you calling from uh, sh uh, the Shield headquarters? Yes, I am. You ready to rock? Hey, yo, D, I love you. Okay. See you in about an hour. Okay. Oh, that's adorable. To, I should leave that in. Watch, he wants to watch Deadpool. Uh, is that what your poll was? Would you let your nine-year-old watch this? My nephew's about to be nine, and I don't know if he's allowed to watch it yet. Um, however, I am giving him a Deadpool toy and a cable toy for his birthday. So, oh my, oh, I have the solve for you. My brother told me what he did. He lets him watch like the TV version of it. So yeah, like, yeah, that's the, the TV version is going to be on on FX, but that's still kind of like that's eh, Deadpool eh, eh, one, eh. Deadpool one. Because yeah, Deadpool yeah, 2 yeah. isn't going to be on FX for another two years. Yeah, it's okay. We, we start slow. We start slow. We try right. to figure it out. You show them on TV and they cut out the curse words and... Yeah. Kind of like I do with the challenge. Like I got to preview it and then be like, all right, you can't watch Corey and this chick hooking up, but you can... He probably shouldn't know. He shouldn't know who Corey is at all, probably, until he's 18. If yeah, I had well, to uh, if I had to well, make the rules. And now the word on the street fit. is going to be all over Teen Mom, so... Well, he yeah. shouldn't be watching Teen Mom either. Let's get right to it, all right? What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, he is the wasp to my Ant-Man, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? Challenge Mania. Just going to let that like go? You're the wasp? I'm Ant-Man? You're not going not gonna to argue for a flippage there? Oh, I, dude, every time you do this intro, I, I just I completely lose train of thought because I'm like, how do we get away from I'm not here. You're not here to see me. You're here just to see D. Like, I just that's the first thing that, that goes to my mind. So, like, I, I, t I totally f just didn't even hear you say Ant-Man and Wasp. So you're trying to get rid of our catchphrase. So you're you're the guy <laughs> who's like going out to dinner with Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1999. And you're like, you know, I think you should ditch the because Stone Cold says so. The bottom line thing, it's not working, you know? The 20,000 people a night saying it with you. I don't think yeah. that's working for you. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. At these um, Challenge Mania Lives, when I come out and I'm like, you guys came for me, right? And everyone's like, no, fuck you, we didn't. And they start throwing fruit at me. And I'm like, you didn't come for me. Who'd you guys come for? And everyone starts chanting your name, right? That's how we know that we're onto something with the catchphrase. I'm just saying. Derek. Derek. But they're gonna be they're not gonna be rooting for me. They're gonna be rooting for another D. Ah, Derek this, uh, Henry, our last guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I felt I felt I'll be honest, it felt kinda awkward um the way that started. And yeah, I don't um, know if you've re-listened to it, but I cut out about ninety percent of what you said. Oh, so good. it actually started off pretty not awkward. Um, good, good, yeah. good, 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 good. You know what, you know one of our rules should be that you should just take over all the questions and I should do just like Daniel Cormier does. He wins the titles, he wins the championship chips, and then just chimes in when when it's necessary. I, I can't help to hold myself back sometimes. I just like go in there and I start talking. I you, can't of course, are guy. talking about Daniel Cormier, who knocked out Stipe Miocic last night, becoming the only two-division title holder ever after Conor McGregor did it a couple years ago, uh, winning the featherweight and the lightweight title. Now, Daniel Cormier holding simultaneously the light heavyweight and heavyweight championships in the UFC. Daniel Cormier is a, the perfect parallel to what you do by doing this podcast and by appearing on the challenge because he is in real life the smartest and sweetest man in the world when he's behind a desk and then put him in the octagon, and as you saw on Saturday night, he is an absolute killer. So congratulations to Daniel Cormier. I don't know if you saw what happened after the fact. Brock Lesnar went in the uh, octagon, 
because Cormier called him out and he shoved the hell out of Cormier. A lot of people are calling the whole thing a pro wrestling angle, but whatever, it was awesome. Uh, if you haven't seen the clip yet, Google it. Uh, it is lit AF, as they say, and uh, that will sell a lot of pay-per-views. Come I, feel like, I, I feel like that's kind of where my challenge story may be headed. You know, since they didn't, I wasn't picked to do the final reckoning, you know, that, um, you know, that, you know, this is kind of what happens. Like, I kind of do get along with a lot of people. Um, when I do get into it, and I've gotten into it with quite a few people back in the day. Um, it's gotten, it, it gets pretty serious. But, um, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that, that likes to, feels like he, he can um, speak with his actions and not with his words. And we've talked about this before. That's not where reality TV is, is these days. That's not where sports entertainment is these days. It's like, you got to talk shit and you got to spit fire. Um, It's not entertaining. All right, let's get off the MMA. But I will say that what you were saying about Derrick Henry and how that episode got off to an awkward start. If you, like me, listened to that episode and thought, wow, that was a pretty damn good episode. That is because, folks, sometimes stuff gets left on the cutting room floor here at Challenge Mania. And for all you guys who want the brain candy treatment of us pressing play and, and letting it ride uncut for two hours, trust me, you are in good hands here. We only trim the fat and we only cut out the stuff that will make your lives worse. So um, we got a lot of great <laughs> feedback from that episode. Um, Derek Henry was awesome. He was very candid, mentioning some hookups we didn't even know about. Uh, we're still waiting to hear if our friend Ashley has gotten word that he outed that on the podcast. And then whatever Derek did, he got me a follow for Miss Angela Babbage because within a couple hours of that episode being posted, she went ahead and followed me on Twitter. So some serious stew is brewed in our last episode of Challenge Mania. Um, but D, I'm in a really good mood this week, and I know you are as well, part of which is we have an awesome guest uh, really going out and pulling out the woodwork here with this guest. She is a true challenge veteran. We got a ton of requests to have her on. Miss Katie Doyle, aka the new Katie Cooley, will be joining us. But I'm also in a great mood because you can smell it in the air. It's challenge premiere week. We had one down week in between Chance versus Stars and now the final reckoning, but the premiere is upon us. Challenge season 32 debuting tomorrow night. Yes. The final reckoning. Dun, dun, dun. I'm pumped, man. I mean, look, I know Katie still watches because some of her, we'll get to this, some of her friends are still appearing on the show, some some more recently than others. So she does still watch to a certain extent. So we will talk friends a little are bit. Friends not friends? Friends are not friends? Not friends, enemies, frenemies, whatever you want to call them. So we will talk about it a little bit with her, but this is probably going to be a blast from the past. This is probably going to, you guys sent in some awesome questions for this episode. So the majority of this one will probably be final reckoning free for the most part, but after tomorrow night, folks, this podcast is going to be jam-packed and loaded with everything that's going on on that season. Because if what has transpired on Twitter and social media here in the last week, two weeks, three weeks here, between the Car and Polly stuff and the Amanda stuff and the Shane stuff, and it seems like everybody is out there getting their hands dirty and we haven't even seen a minute of real footage yet besides a couple trailers – this is going to be a good season to be doing a podcast during, if I do say so myself. And I will tell you that if you are in the New York City area, and that includes Connecticut, New Jersey, Westchester, if you can get to New York City within an hour or two, I highly recommend you join us tomorrow night at the Brazen Fox in the East Village of Manhattan. We're starting the party at 8. 
The episode airs at 9. We're going to have the sound on for the entire episode. And originally, we had said this party was going to 11. This party is going as late as we want to go because I just got word that some of our special guests have obligations that will keep them away from the party during the airing of the episode, but they are coming afterwards. So... Because of that, they might not arrive till 10.30, 10.45. We're not going to shut the thing down at 11. So we're going to be going all night. The Brazen Fox is well aware of that. We have the whole second floor of their great two-story establishment in the East Village of Manhattan. They're going to have food and drink specials heavily discounted for you guys. The admission is free. That's right. This is a thank you to you guys, a free viewing party hosted by myself and Emily Longaretta from Us Weekly. This is a thank you to you guys. Come early to get your seats, get your spot. I know like you guys, I like to watch these things with a solid view of the screen. I like to be able to hear. I like to be able to see. So get there early, grab some food, grab some drinks, and I'll be coming around doing some trivia. We got some giveaways. D. I had you sign a couple t-shirts when we were in Orlando. We got some Brew the Stew shirts, some Challenge Maniac shirts that you signed. I'll be giving those away. I'm just going to throw this out there. I put together the single hardest Who Am I Guess the Face to the Name trivia sheet that I've ever seen. I would not even get an A on this. I would probably get a C on this. I had to like research this and put it together. So I'm just going to throw that out there, folks. There's going to be some fun question and answer stuff. There's going to be some mixing and matching stuff. It's going to be an awesome party starting at 8 o'clock tomorrow night at the Brazen Fox in New York City. That's at 13th Street and 3rd Avenue. It is absolutely free. The only thing we ask you to do, folks, is email us at challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com and RSVP. Let us know if you're coming and how many people you're bringing. That's all you got to do. And we'll see you tomorrow night. D, where are you watching tomorrow night? You watching at home? What are you doing? So uh, let me just start off by saying, like, dude, Scott does a really good job. I'm, actually, let me tell you this. Scott, you do a really good job, man. Like, you do a good job, you know, like, I don't know if you guys heard about how he hosted the Challenge Mania Live and what an awesome job he did there and what a great time we had um, in, in Orlando. Uh, but, dude, this guy does this guy does it all. He's going to keep you guys laughing. He's going to keep you guys on your toes. He's going to keep you guys entertained. And like you said, he's got some special guests coming. So, But on top of that, Scott, what, I, what I'm hoping we do this season is we stay with the Patreon pods, okay, those special podcasts, right after the episode is done because, you know, I'm always on fire. I'm always lit up after those. After, 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 after the episode is done, and a day goes by and stuff like that. I'm not as heated about everything that happened. I'm not analyzing the game as like to the T as I would normally. Like I did that first Big Brother episode. You missed out, bro. I was like dialed in on all these these people's gameplay from a different angle. This, this checkers game that that they're playing with all of America. They're playing checkers with America. The We will do a Big Brother podcast for sure. I took a little unofficial poll online. It was about 50-50, the people who wanted us to do it or didn't want us to do it. There were enough people who wanted us to do it. We're going to do a Big Brother podcast at some point, get Dee's reaction to it, because the pilot episode of season 20, Big Brother, was literally the first time Derek watched the show. So you're going to have a challenge legends perspective on one of the longest-running reality competition shows on TV, Big Brother, and we're going to do it. And for those of you who said, no, don't do it, please don't do it, just don't listen to it. Do yourselves a favor. But here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to do. Two things, D. We are going to keep up with our Patreon podcast. And for anyone who doesn't know, if you go to patreon.com slash challenge mania, that's where you can become a patron and get our bonus content where every week D and I will be breaking down episodes of the final reckoning after the episodes air, including this week. So D, I will hit you up when I get home. We will do that podcast while you're fired up. But what I'm also going to ask you to do, by the way, shout out to some new patrons, Mary Catherine and Jamie Nelson. Extra big shout out to Jamie Nelson. I see you over there. Thank you. D, on Tuesday night, 
at the Brazen Fox. I'm going to hit you up on FaceTime so you can say hello to the guests in the house at the Brazen Fox Challenge Final Reckoning Premiere Party. How's that sound? Cool, yeah. I, I, I won't have my kid, so that's that'll be that'll be perfect timing because it'll be late. Um, I won't be screaming, so it'll be more of me like, you know, like waving hi. So um, it's going to be pretty late here. Um, awesome. It's going to be fun, folks. D won't be there in the flesh, but he will be there in spirit. We got some signed T-shirts from D that will be given away. We have some awesome special guests who will be joining us before, during, and especially after the episode on Tuesday. Arrive around 8 o'clock or whenever you want. The episode's kicking off at 9. We'll have sound on for the whole deal, and we'll be going all night, folks. That's the Brazen Fox at 13th Street and 3rd Avenue. Before we get to Katie Cooley, a.k.a. Katie Doyle, who I had some really I had some fun times watching YouTube today and some old clips of Katie watching some of these elim- these eliminations. They just don't do them like this anymore. They put her and David from Seattle in these like underwater coffins where they just kept dumping like sour milk and rotten eggs and like, you know, beef tongues and just gross stuff on them. And then eventually when they, neither of them gave up, they had them go underwater until one of them gagged to the point of having to come up for air. That was after her and Julie had to go on treadmills wearing sweatsuits with itching powder on under them. And then when they went three hours, they had to freaking jump rope with the itching powder on. They just don't make them like they used to. Um, RIP to Dave Mira, who was the host at that point. But before we get to Miss Katie Cooley, just a reminder, guys, we've moved to Spreaker. We're no longer on Podbean, so if you followed us on Podbean and listened to Challenge Mania over there, just go ahead and refollow us on Spreaker. They have an awesome app, and you can get there. I set up a hyperlink, challengemaniapodcast.com. Boom, that'll get you all settled. If you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever, your, your experience will remain exactly the same. So just keep doing what you're doing, folks. We appreciate you. If you do listen on iTunes, remember, subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. You can review more than once, and we are happy to hear you review each and every episode you listen to if you'd like. Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. We'll be doing some contests over there next week. Social media, you know where to find D, at Derek MTV. I am at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. And our guest today, Miss Katie Doyle, a.k.a. the current Katie Cooley, is at Katie Cooley 26 on Twitter and Instagram. I think we should call Miss Katie. How do you feel? O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. All right, let me go. On the line right now, folks, is one of our most requested guests in Challenge Mania history. You guys know her as Katie Doyle when she was back appearing on the challenges. It seemed like every year for a while, but she has been off our TVs for quite a minute now. And now she is Katie Cooley, at Katie Cooley 26 on Twitter and Instagram. Miss Katie Cooley, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? What's up, Katie? Not a lot. Just got back from the zoo about an hour ago, so... That was fun. And and that was and I saw online that it was Avery's um, first time at the zoo. Yep, her first time at the zoo. We took her to an aquarium last year and she could care less. So uh-huh. she still wasn't that into it, but she's like me. She's like, It's hot. Let's go somewhere with air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I took we took Derek to uh SeaWorld and he was like two. And uh and, and and it was just like, you know, as adults, you're like, ooh, I want to see the whales and I want to see all types of cool stuff here. Like we're at SeaWorld and all he wanted to do was like push his stroller around yeah, exactly. through the water, through the puddle. 
<laughs> yeah, she she wanted a snow cone and her face painted. But I'm like, look at the monkeys. <clears throat> Didn't care. So, Katie, you I'm looking I'm looking at your your challenge history here, and you appeared on the Gauntlet, Inferno, Battle of the Sexes Two, Gauntlet Two, Fresh Meat, Gauntlet Three, Dual One, uh, Dual Two, The Ruins, Cutthroat. That adding up to me sounds like you were doing every one of these for up until a certain point. Then all of a sudden, you're gone. You obviously have changed names on us. You've acquired a family. You're going to the zoo now. Why don't you just give us the cliff notes of what's happened since you left the challenge? What that was like? What that decision was like? How hard it was? for you to kind of step away for good and why that happened and talk about the family that you've created since then. Um, okay. So I, um, I had turned 30 and I was just kind of like, what am I doing with my life? And like, do I want to keep doing this? There's no like, you know, future for it. I mean, I guess there is for like Johnny bananas, but you know, normal people or people that are not athletic like me who don't win typically, um, it was time to come up with a new plan. So, I decided to go back to college and finish my degree. And so I went to the University of Kentucky and got my bachelor's degree in media communications. And then I met my husband and uh, his name's Corey. And we've been together for six years now. And um, I got my real estate license and we got married and we bought a house and then we kind of renovated it and then bought another house. And yeah, so, and then we have a beautiful little girl that's three named Avery and I work in finance. I'm a finance manager for a production company. Oh, really? What kind of uh, stuff does your production company do? We do commercials, um, and like, uh, marketing videos and stuff. So like people that get a job for Nike and they have to watch those videos, you know, you've got industrials. Yeah, some of that, but then we do like, you know, some commercials locally, like for banks and some stuff like that. But, you know, we have some pretty high profile clients and it's, it's awesome. I've been there for almost eight years now. So, oh, so you're still sort of working in the TV realm, albeit on the financial side of things, but yes. right. There's a yeah. bit of a crossover there, a very, very light one. But I want to ask you that you, you said that a, a lot of your decision-making for kind of stepping away came from not being able to take it anywhere post-show or even simultaneously while you're doing the reality thing, which I think that when you were on the show, that might have been the case. I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know exactly what year Cutthroat was, but you know, it was pre-social media's just explosion. You know, It was pre-the influencer you know, phase. And, and, and nowadays, we talk to people who are from your generation of the challenge, You know, the Shanes, who's doing it now, still to this day, and the Cyruses, who aren't. And there, it, it, you know, there seems to be an unfortunate you know crossover there where someone who's appeared on say the last four shows can just wake up with a hundred thousand followers and a Casper mattress, whereas you know someone who was on fifteen shows that ended in say two thousand seven, right before the Twitter boom, and you know you're kind of hovering you know in a more realistic kind of everyman follower pool. Now let me ask you this: Do you think that if you were say on the show today, you would feel the same way about not being able to do anything with it because it feels like today, everyone who's on the show is, you know, reality star slash model slash influencer slash public speaker slash this slash that. Whereas 10 years ago, you're right that that wasn't as common. Um, do you feel like you missed the boat a little bit there? Or do you feel like, you know, you were right to kind of step away when you did? Oh, I mean, for me, I was right to step away when I did. Um, in my early twenties, I loved doing the shows. I loved tra the traveling. I loved it all. But I knew when I was on the ruins that I was kind of like, not as 
into it anymore. And then cutthroat, I was like, uh, I remember like talking to Eric saying, I'm not going to like lose on purpose, but I'm not going to be upset if I go home. And I like, at that point it was just, you know, I just didn't, I was kind of over it to be honest. I had been doing it pretty much for 10 years and I just, my interest, I really wanted to kind of, you know, grow up. Like I wanted a normal life. I wanted to have like health insurance and a 401k and like a college degree. I wanted to start a family. You know, like, I just wanted to do things that I didn't feel were, you know, possible if I continued to stay in that like world. And, you know, just, I had, and I mean, I'm not 26 years old anymore, so I don't really have any interest in that kind of stuff anymore. And you did it in like, what, like two years? You stepped away and, I mean, was that the last show, Cutthroat? That was 2009. That was my last show too. Yeah, yeah, that was, yep, that was my last one. And it wasn't like I was like, I officially retired, you know, it didn't come like, it wasn't like a planned thing. It was just, I started pursuing other stuff. And then if they called, it was like, oh, well, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the middle of a semester. And then, you know, it just wasn't, the timing wasn't good. And then, you know, more and more stuff happened, got a job and like, it wouldn't, it would have been a dumb move on my part to step back. For the people who are really interested in this kind of thing, and I'm, I'm kind of one of them, how, you know, after Cutthroat, let's say, you said you had other stuff going on to where you started saying no when they were calling you. Do you remember offhand how many seasons after that they did call you for? Do you remember offhand what the last one you got the call for? And have you at all been in this kind of latest pool of, you know, throwback Thursday casting, if you will, where, you know, we have had Derek, who was off since, like you said, Cutthroat, who just got the call for Dirty 30. Brad was back on uh, Vendettas, and we've seen Shane return, Veronica, etc. Have you gotten any calls recently? No. Nope. None. They haven't called me in years. I mean, years. But I also feel like some of the guys that had come back, you know, are like <laughs> recently divorced and kind of going through some stuff, you know. And not in a bad way, Derek. But, you know, I'm just saying like, I mean, I know your ex-wife didn't like you probably going on the show. So, um, you probably step back, but your son's older now. And, you know, like everybody has their own reasons for what they do. For me, it just would never work. Like I, you know, telling my boss, like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to go live in a house with a bunch of 20 somethings I, or my husband. Like, there's just no way. So how long did they text you before they got the hint? Um, God, I, I mean, I'm talking like six or seven years. I haven't heard back from them. It's been, it's been a long time. Cause I was still in college when they last called me and <clears throat> I, I think graduated. La- I feel like the last time there was like a, uh, I remember, um, cause it, it's not like they were calling me once I got married and stuff like that. Yeah. I it, think because we don't, we're not as interesting, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like if you're married, you're less likely to hook up in, well, hopefully, you know, but, um, and then, you know, if you have a family, it just changes like your priorities and the way that you behave anyways. And I think that, for them, it's not as entertaining as when you're 26 and willing to throw a bottle of wine at the wall, you know, <laughs> or 20. <laughs> no, see, 26 is too old for that shit. I'm, that should have been like, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just saying like. Come on. What age? Like, what, what? Okay. Let's be, oh, hold on. Oh, let's be honest here. When was the last time you threw a bottle of wine and broke it? Come on. What age? Come on. It was, it was on cutthroat. <laughs> and you were and how what, old? I was. 
<laughs> 29. 29. She was like, it's not cute to do when you're 26. I do Definitely that not. But when TV, I watched but. it. But like, yeah, see, that's the other thing. Like before when I, you know, Derek, when we lived in LA, we'd have like the viewer watching parties and everybody would come over to like my apartment and we'd have all kinds of drinks and, and everyone would talk over each other because their part was on and it was just so stupid, but it was like, Oh, Oh, what should I say here? And everybody is just an idiot. And then as I got older and I'd start watching it and I'd see something I did, I would like hold my head down in shame, kind of embarrassed, you know, like that was stupid. That was dumb. Oh, my God, you're an idiot. The plunger thing. I hate when people bring that up. People put gifts on Twitter. I don't even acknowledge it. Uh, I guess I got to cross out, like, three questions here. Hold on. Give me a minute here. Well, like, no. I mean, I'll answer them, and then maybe people will stop. But it's just like that was really humiliating for me to watch back because it was just stupid. And then, like, and one of the guys I worked with found it and then on YouTube and came into my office and he was like, Hey, I was going to put, I was looking around the office for a plunger to put on your desk. I want to see if you do this. And then he shows me the video. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, um, but yeah, like when I would watch stuff like that, I would be, and that was the ruin. So it was just kind of watching my own behavior. I was like, what, I mean, at what point does it get to be ridiculous? And it, and according to my parents, it already was at that point. You know, when they would watch it, my mom's like, Kate, oh, my God. You know, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Katie's like, like, I will will put a cigarette cigarette out in your eyeball. (laughs) There's a video on YouTube that just counts. And I don't know how this airs on cut or I don't know where they got this. It must be off like Amazon or something because on TV, this obviously would have been bleeped to shreds. But there's a a video of you on YouTube that's like the Katie Doyle uh, profanity counter. And it's like you talking to, I forget who it is, it's either Veronica or, or Tom. Oh, no, it's Beth. You're talking to Beth and you're just, I think you're talking about CT and you drop like, you know, some F-bombs and some C-bombs and some, some, you know, and it's literally, and it's just ding, 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 ding. And that's like, you know, obviously the antithesis of the person that you are today or even really were then. Does it make you cringe to kind of watch these things that kind of helped you make a name for yourself back then, but now looking back on it and having it be completely detached from the person you are today, you're just kind of like, oh, does that really have to live online forever? Yeah, kind of. But I mean, I would really beat myself up about it. Like, you know, even like five or six years ago, but now it's been so long and I've like, my life is so different. It's, it's almost like when you did something stupid in high school and you're like, ah, but then by the time you're 25, you're like, oh God, who cares? So I'm getting to that point now where people are like, you know, whatever. I mean, I, it's not, it really truly isn't like a part of my life today. You know, like there's no reason for anyone to Google me. I mean, I'm in a very secure job. So, and, um, but before, you know, when I was, you know, in college, I'm like, how am I going to get a job? I was very worried about that. And, um, and it wasn't, it ended up not being the issue that I thought it would be, but you know, my reputation on the show was this real feisty chick and, you know, it's not like my personality changed. It's just, I've grown up. So I, I don't react the way that I used to. And, you know, having a child, I don't talk the way I used to. And, you know, and you're not, and you're not playing a, a game on an island in the middle of nowhere where people are trying to cut each other's heads off. Yes. And like Derek, you know me on a personal <laughs> level. So even like in our normal lives, when I wasn't on a challenge, I never got into like, 
arguments with people and like screaming matches and stuff because in my normal life, even when I was in the thick of the shows back then, I didn't, I didn't really hang out. If I didn't like you, I just would avoid you. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, Hey, come over to my house and hang out with me. I mean, but in those situations, you're kind of forced to live in that house with people in a weird situation that kind of brings out the worst in pretty much everybody. Because I would say that nine out of 10 people off the show are, and it's not that they're different. It's just like Derek said, you're not in that environment. You're not playing a game. So there's no need, you know, like Johnny and I can get along, but we would always be like, if we saw each other on a show, like hopefully we're not on the same team, but if we saw each other out in LA, it'd be like, Oh, Hey, how are you? And it would be totally fine and normal because you know, like it's not a game. Yeah, yeah, Richard asked a question that we get. We get this question a lot, and this is a word that the common person didn't even know to use in this context. Is I think as recently as five years ago. But he says, "Ask if the edit MTV gave her was accurate to who she was or is as a person." I'm talking about the term "edit" in that regard, like the depiction of you. It sounds like what you're saying is that was a correct depiction of you when you're in that setting. It's not a correct yeah. depiction of you when you're at the zoo or at lunch or on Hollywood yeah. Boulevard, but that everyone yeah. is kind of a version of this, the person <laughs> you see zoo. on screen, you know, because people ask that all the time. They think that these editors are like sitting in a room creating these evil beings and these characters and people go off the wall, but it's like you have to give them the footage to cut together. Absolutely. I've never, ever, ever said, oh, it was a bad edit. I mean, I told my grandma that, but like, I've never really, you know, tried to go. I mean, those words came out of my mouth and that situation can only, you know, that is how it is. Now the editing that they've done, that's tricked, you know, trickery is if I was like, you know, making a shocked face because Derek just, you know, puked on himself or something, they would use that face for a different reaction to something totally unrelated. They would do stuff like that. But my personality on the show, I mean, was, is, you know, I mean, like that's, that was true. Like if I'm pissed off, like, yeah, I say some really stupid shit (laughs) and, you know, and I would be, I was more temperamental, you know, um, then, but in that environment, that situation, that's how I felt. And sometimes they actually didn't use all of it. So I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. If anything, you got a good at it. Katie yeah, asked, I'm like, oh, thank God they didn't show the rest of that. <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned Johnny Bananas. I think you kind of answered this. But Katie wants to know, how, does, how do you feel about Johnny Bananas? Do you still not like him? that is on the show and I mean that wholeheartedly there's not somebody that I absolutely hate like it is a game in the game yeah you're mad you have these emotions da 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 but like if I saw anybody out on the street I would be like oh my god it's so good to see you and I would genuinely genuinely mean that because you know it's almost like this weird like high school or college like group you know where you're you're just kind of like happy you know, to see people succeed or whatever else. But I mean, I would not, I never hated him. I hated being on a team with him. I, you know, and he's good at it. He is a perfect reality star, to be honest. And he's he's a great competitor. I am not. And I, you know, obviously we butt heads because I have self-respect and pride. So even though I knew I sucked, I was going to defend myself. Um, So we would argue about that. I mean, he never really said anything Personally, I mean, it, you telling me I can't run fast or I'm afraid of heights is never going to hurt my feelings because I'm going to be like, you're damn right, because it's true. 
I, um, I almost <laughs> cried on the Ferris wheel two weeks ago at the county fair. And my sister-in-law was like, you need to calm down so you don't scare your daughter. Because I was like shaking. I couldn't even do a little selfie with us at the top. I was like freaking out. So I'm way worse now. But um, so, but like that kind of stuff never hurt my feelings. When they were like, Katie's not athletic. I would be like, no shit. I mean, where have you been? Um, so, <laughs> and that's mostly what they would fight about. Now, sometimes things would get mean and they would hurt my feelings, you know, but I, and I would try to, you know, defend myself to that because it's like, all right, I get it. I don't run fast, but chill out. You know, um, I didn't like the lies. I didn't like the manipulation and the sabotage, deceit, whatever, but that is part of the game. It is. And I did like the politics part of the game. That was probably the thing that I liked the most. I could always kind of figure out what people were doing before they would actually do it. And, um, you know, I, I would know when I was going in, you, I would always know when I was going in because you could tell people won't look at you in the eye, you know, they kind of avoid you or, um, they're not telling you who's going in. So when everybody walks up and says, Hey, Hey, you know, we're voting so-and-so we're voting. So, and then no one tells you, well, guess what? You're the so-and-so. <laughs> so like, you know, I would just figure it out. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't have, but I never disliked Johnny as a person. Like he, he's been fun, you know, outside of the, outside of the game. Now I didn't really care for Kenny and Evan, um, back in those days. But again, like there's been so much time that went by. If I saw him, I'd say hello. But I mean, it's not like, I mean, there's just, when I saw on Twitter, somebody said something about who would your vendetta be? I'm like, what? I, I don't, I wouldn't have one. I mean, I really wouldn't. And when people talk about Veronica, oh my God, I think that was 13 years ago. And we are fine. We follow each other on social media. Like we have been fine for years. We've been in New York. We've gone out to eat. We've gone shopping. It, there is no beef anymore. There's no, none of that. Like that was, I was 23 years old. <laughs> I'm like, and that you is won so an award over. for that. You won an award I, for that. And we like hugged and kissed and laughed about it. like, you know, like a peck, like, mwah, like, as yeah. like we've kissed and made up. This isn't a big deal. What's but the award so for someone who doesn't know what, what, what's the award that you guys won? Best fight. I think. Yeah. It was like the MTV reality awards for oh, best wow. fight. And I used to like proudly display that in my apartments and now it's stuffed in a closet shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that was like, that was like awesome. Like to me, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I, I think so, I, I can't imagine w what person wasn't like, you know, see, cause at some point there was an actual like award. It wasn't like an award show. Like how did that come up, come about? But it was like, they were finally giving credit to like the reality TV world or MTV was giving yeah. credit. Like kind of like, you know, they do, um, you know, the, the MTV music awards and the, and the, and the movie awards and stuff like that. It's kind of what it was, you know, and you guys were like the first to ever get an award like that. And it was a fight. It was for best fight. And then when they received the award, they kissed on the, on they, they kissed each other. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, but I mean, like that was like the squash of it, it, you know, or the end, like that was it. It was like, we had a fight on a show and, you know, we yelled at each other and then like, at the rap party, we were fine. I mean, of the same show, but in people's minds, they're like, they hate each other. And it's so funny to me to think that, you know, at, in my late 30s, I'm sitting around going, oh, if I had a chance with Veronica today. I mean, that would be 
pretty pathetic. You are crushing the souls of thousands of listeners right now. I'm but, so sorry. <laughs> no, but no, it's true. It's like, it's funny. I, we, we compare the challenge, reality TV in general, but the challenge specifically to professional wrestling a lot on this show. And it's like the same kind of feeling when you go to a diner at two in the morning and you see like King Kong Bundy and the Undertaker eating nachos together. And oh, you're like, huh, yeah. weren't you guys just going at it at the garden? Yeah. You know, it's I the same thing. And the thing is that today, I think people do kind of, you know, it bleeds into social media a little longer. The fans feel like they're part of it. They're showing each uh, other what the other yeah, people are tweeting. I, I call bullshit on a lot of that. Oh, they yeah. are, you know, like if Derek and I got in a fight, I'd be like, hey, dude, I'm going to tweet that I think you're a piece of shit. And then you call me an asshole. And let's keep doing this. So we are guaranteed the next season. Oh, totally. I'm tell, I'll tell it's everyone so listening right now. It's to me yeah. that I'm like, oh, God, stop, people. Everyone right now who's fallen for these Twitter feuds, trust me, if you saw the private text conversations going on between these people simultaneously, you would cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> I'll just say uh, that. Sure, I'll just say you that. Know, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so out of it now. It's, I've been removed, you know, so... That's probably the norm in that, you know, that realm today. That's how reality TV, that's where it's gone. And that's, you know, part of it. They are playing. I mean, that's their job, a lot of people's jobs. So they have to do that. So I'm not, you know, knocking them necessarily. I just say I'm saying it's obvious. Hey, so so I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one, too, because okay. um, because, yes, that is almost the gimmick, you know, for the show. Like you got the vendettas, you got the exes, you got the. Um, you, know, you got the final reckoning, you know, and these people have all had feuds and they're on the same team. Uh, but, but, and, and, and I do hear the murmurs of like, are you the one kids are so fake and they're, um, they'll do anything for attention to get on the next show and blah, blah, blah. And you hear all that stuff. But, um, but you know, I, I still feel like there's still some sort of a realness left to some of these people. There's some of it. Not just doing. I would that say not maybe between that. different shows, but I feel like there there is kind of an unspoken loyalty with the original. If you are a real world or a road ruler or a fresh meat, more so than one of the um, are you the ones? Because like, you know, so maybe if there is. I mean, if, if there's somebody from Are You the One who's going to like tweet at you that you're an asshole, you really don't know them at all. Whereas if, you know, someone that you've been on like seven shows with called you an asshole, you'd be like, dude, we hung out in, you know, Philadelphia like a week ago. What's your problem all of a sudden? I don't know. You know, like it just doesn't seem like a true feud. I, I Especially think when I, you've known people so long, like it would be really hard for me to like get in a fight with somebody that I've known since I was 21 years old that I've done these shows with, I'd be like, really? Okay. But I mean, I would never engage in a Twitter battle today. I would literally laugh and read them out loud to my husband and we would laugh. Yeah. Probably not going to have many air horns in this episode. And I and I do think that what's there that is, mean? Oh, we when somebody set when somebody like calls somebody out or like spills some stew or like you know says something kind of gossipy about someone, we play this sound effect. It's like bam, 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 oh. and yeah. I, I don't see you doing much of that, which is which is fine because you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah, I, don't look, know. I mean, I'm and not I, afraid to talk shit. I'm just saying, like, what do I have? I mean, I mean, I've been so out of it for so long. There's nobody that. You know, I have shit to talk about. Yeah, if, <laughs> if there was if there was a rivalry, if there was a vendetta, how how has that not diminished 
over the past 10 years. I think she's, I think she's right. And like, yeah. and, and I do think that there's different levels to these feuds that are, are, are being created for, you know, for the final record. I think that there's different levels of like, all right. I think, I think rivalry means something different than like a vendetta does. You know what I mean? Um, so, because it's so funny if you, if in the, you know, when people say, who's your like vendetta, if they wanted to put me against any of my quote unquote vendettas, if they put me with Johnny, I'd be like, fuck yes, I'm going to win. If they put me with, you know, <laughs> someone like Evan, I would have been like, yes. And they'd be like, Katie, hey, you suck. I'm like, I don't care because you can't get rid of me now because if I go, you go asshole. So we're both in this and I would be <laughs> excited because I wouldn't be like, I mean, I would just like laugh and taunt them about it, like you know. But it wouldn't be like I wouldn't be like standing there with these angry faces. And I know they do that for like those promos and stuff. But <laughs> I'm like, oh. But if I and and but I mean, yeah, I would have been like Johnny would probably be on the floor crying hysterically if he found out he was paired with me. But I'd be high five and telling everybody I'm coming back a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> That's why if you're going to pick a fight or a, start a feud with someone on social media, pick someone good. Pick someone good. Exactly. That's why Brad, when Brad got back in the game about a year ago, because he was started tweeting at Tony. You know, he's not, you know, but actually, coincidentally, at the time, Tony was, you know, kind of on a downward swing. But now Tony's the shit. So Brad saw, you know, saw it early on and hopped on the Tony train. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned, you know, you're a different person now. If you looked at your Twitter, which I'm looking at right now, it says, I'm Katie Cooley a wife and mommy, University of Kentucky graduate, and finance manager for a production company. And here's my Instagram. So if someone stumbled upon this, they would have, unless they look closely at your photo, they would not know that you are the aforementioned Katie Doyle from the Real World Road Rules Challenge and, and Road Rules and all that good stuff. They'd say, wow, she has a lot of followers for a Kentucky graduate and finance manager. But they would have no <laughs> sign of that. However, the people who obviously did follow you from before or have found you or That's know funny. your married name or whatever, you know, you got have people because people are tweeting us you know just say hey have katie on the podcast have katie on the podcast and they mention you all the time you come up in you know conversations about favorites and favorite moments and stuff like that you have to hear from this very vocal fan base pretty often so i know you've done a successful job of kind of distancing your sense from it in some regard but how plugged in are you still do you still watch the show at all do you still interact with people on twitter does the outpouring of love still at least get you in a positive degree talk about how you balance the two things it seems like it's a small portion of your life, but it's clearly still there a little bit, right? Well, I mean, I, I just want to clarify. I'm not, it's not that I'm a different person. I mean, I, I don't think I was a bad person before. I, I just grew up. I mean, I just matured and just started making different decisions to better my own life. But I mean, I'm still like, if we were sitting somewhere like in a restaurant talking, you would like, Derek would be like, there's no, there's no change. You know, it, there really isn't. I'm still goofy and wildly inappropriate and all the other things. It's just, you know, I have a degree and a real job now and I'm married with a kid. So well, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. And if you are, and I, I feel like, I feel like the, the Katie that I know and, and if we were on a challenge and you were in, in there again for some crazy reason, if somebody tested your, um, tested your patience or tested your emotions or tested your, um, your pride, I still feel like the same fire is going to come out. I just, you know, I, I just feel like you can only, I, I like- agree with that a hundred percent, which is why I won't do them. 
<laughs> because you're you're right. Because I'd be like, I will end your fucking life, bitch. And I will. I mean, yeah, it would be horrible. And then yeah. like, and then it goes by a job, and then my husband would be like, oh my god. And it's he's he's seen some stuff. It would not shock him, but he would be like, why would you go on a show today? You know, like there's just you know. But yes, I mean, it would happen. For sure. If, because, you know, it's in me still. It's just yeah. I'm like, I don't want to put myself in a situation to act like that, you know, or when my daughter, you know, she would if she saw it, you know, she'd be like, oh, my God, you're like a psycho. When someone like you comes on the show, we get this question from a ton of people, but I'll call out Michelle, who says, have you watched any of the recent challenge seasons? If so, which of the new generation cast members do you like? Oh, so. I stopped watching it for a long time until I found out like Darrell and Derek and Brad were coming on. And I was like, Oh yes, because it'd been years. And Derek will tell you, we haven't seen each other in like a long time. I think Las Vegas is the last time that was like eight or nine years ago or something. Um, so I'm like, Oh, what's he up to now? And like, you know, what's Brad doing? And these are like, you know, people that were in it when I was in it that also kind of left. So I turned it on to watch that. And then I, you know, I was into it though. I mean, I recorded it and I'd watch it when I put my daughter down and, um, and I was like, Oh, and I was like cheering at the TV. And normally I try to Google who wins because I'm kind of lazy. I do it with the bachelorette too. It's just what I do, but I didn't because, and Derek, I really did think you were going to win. So I was like really surprised when you didn't, I was like, Holy shit. But I was like literally on the edge of the couch. I was telling my husband, I'm like, Oh my God, he better win. He better win. And so but I did watch that season, and then I watched uh, a little bit. Or yeah, and I watched the season after that. I think there was only one after that one, right? So you watched Dirty Thirty and Vendettas, the last two. Yes. Because Derek was on Dirty Thirty and Brad was on Vendettas. Yes. Yeah. So I watched it when the old school people came on. So now I've seen some of the new faces, and they're not complete strangers. I mean, they are. We don't know each other, but I mean, like now I kind of follow like a little bit of the story whereas before they could be next to me at starbucks and i wouldn't have a clue right 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 um so well, i think these, no, well, go ahead. Who, who are like some of these people that like stand out like who like who like who could be um, like oh marie i like marie mm-hmm. i feel like she would be my friend oh yeah um uh, yeah she's just <laughs> funny and she also doesn't look like she's the or i mean not that she doesn't look she doesn't seem the most athletic but she also seems really unapologetic about it yeah. So, um, yeah. and, um, so, totally. you know, I just like her personality where it's just like, fuck off. And, um, you would be great friends. You think? Okay. Yes. hundred so, yeah. percent. Because, uh, yeah. So I'm like, I would totally like her. Besties. And, um, and let's see, I think that girl Tori seems cool. Um, she's fun. Tori's really cool. Yeah. And, like, um, I mean, that's really, like, the gist, I think. Do any of these I mean, folks ever reach out to you? Katie Doyle standouts. Uh, uh, no, no. I mean, why would they? <laughs> I don't know, respecting the, the, the people who laid the path for them? Or, I don't know, just maybe people saying that they were a, a fan? Although it is funny, you do sometimes talk to some of the younger folks, and some of them who came up via Are You The One were just kind of got cast to be on a dating show and now wound up on the challenge and really never even grew up watching it. But, but I was yeah, just wondering I, if sometimes you get, um, no, not really. I mean, um, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think, you know, they they probably are like, who is she? Because they're, you know, new into it. And unless they were like 12 watching it, I don't know. But, I mean, I, the people that I talk to from the shows are like people from like back in my group, you know. The, you know, And it's like absolutely nothing to do with the shows. Like I talked to Tori about our kids and, you know, like life and stuff. And her family lives here where I live in Kentucky. So, um, you know, we talked about that or I talked to Jillian, how's the babies? I mean, in Trishel, it's none of it is related to the challenge. It's just, we know each other from it. Big Mac, chicken McNuggets, no Big Mac and quarter pounder with cheese or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. Big Mac, chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and quarter pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. Now, so Emily asked who on the final reckoning this new season, what teams you're rooting for. I think we can kind of infer. I mean, we got Veronica and CT are a team. Shane That's is who a, I'm going to root you're for. Gonna root, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I know both of them. And um, I've always thought CT was cool. And yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go for, for them. I, like, I told Derek I had to do my homework just to make sure I knew who the cast was. So I was looking it up. And I had to write it down. So, but I know who you guys are talking about. I know the faces and the names and stuff, but I was like, I only know five people that are on this new challenge. <laughs> um, I really like this question, but I lost your name. So I apologize. Somebody, some nameless fellow said, what is your opinion on the way the challenges ran now as in the casting, the themes? I know you've only watched the last two, but I think that gives you a good idea of what they're doing these days, especially since the last two seasons and this next one are being called a trilogy by MTV. Um, well, I'm a little bit confused with the bringing on, um, like people from all these other shows because it's just, it was always in my, in my day, real world, road rules. And now it's the challenge. And now I feel like I'm like that 90 year old grandma was like, well, in my day, they did it like this. So it could be just that. Um, obviously it's still a popular show. It's been on forever. Um, but okay. So Derek, this is my question for you. <laughs> what the hell is the point of a mercenary? Like, how do you benefit? Like, if you're going on there as a mercenary, I mean, I'm sure they pay you to go, but unless you're taking over their position in the game, what the hell's the point? Um, to show your kid, to okay. show yourself. So it's a per, like for personal like purposes. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you that there was. Any other reason other than there's that big motherfucker, okay? Well, I'm talking that. about it from almost like a production point of view. Like, you're, you know, you're in your normal life. They're like, hey, Derek, I need you to fly to another country, kick somebody's ass, and fly back. And you're like, okay, how much That sounds fantastic to Derek, I think. I think Derek yes, would to pay Derek, to do that. 
Yeah. Like, well, how many guys do you want me to do that to this season? Well, I just asked my husband. I said, well, I want to know what the point. Of, and he said, and he made a good point. He said, well, it's to show you're a badass. And um, two, it probably creates more rivalries. You just walk in and, like, kick somebody's ass who was never on the show. You'd yeah, think. except for you and Josh. Josh. That was, like, awesome, by the way. No, I mean, look, look, you can go 90 minutes with a guy in the most exciting episode of Vendettas, but it's not as big of a rivalry as some girl who asked him out a couple times. I mean, when you can't pass wait, up having that, Joss wait, and wait, Sylvia. I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me, tell me. So basically, as you just mentioned, Derek and Joss went at it in that awesome mercenary elimination. D sends yeah. him home. It's a controversial yeah. finish. But now on the final reckoning, Joss is back. D is nowhere to be found. And Joss is, quote, unquote, rival Vendetta or whatever you want to call her, is Sylvia, who, to the best of our knowledge, is just kind of like a girl who has a crush on him, and it didn't really happen for him. That's the rivalry there. Well, yeah, I think they, they're grasping for straws. So, Derek, why didn't you kind of like, well, you should have just did exactly what I said. Hey, Joss, I'm going to call you a <laughs> fucking asshole on Twitter. Okay, and then you call me a piece of shit, and then we'll at at MTV so that they know. They oh actually use they Did use you... a clip from that thing in teasing the season. They're like, "Look how badass Vendettas was, Derek and Joss fighting." Tune in to see Joss and Sylvia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is really weird. Um, is is Derek gonna get Joss to take his shirt off as many times as Sylvia is? I mean, come on. Really? I don't think he needs help with that. I think he's good. I think he'll hit the quota no matter who his partner is. I don't think it needs to be Sylvia. I don't think it needs to be Shane. I think well, he will I take a like shirt off. Well, I feel like he's going to end up a fan favorite. You know, um, he's good looking, and he doesn't seem like he's an asshole. And um, yeah. I think back in our days, you know, my days in the early 2000s, it was if you were good looking, you should be an asshole too to be popular. And Derek was one of the few that, you know, you and Brad and Landon were always nice guys and also athletic. And so I think like now, hopefully that's gonna, that big, like dickhead moves, you know, that Johnny thinks is really awesome. I, I think that's just overdone and overplayed, like is enough, but you know what? I will say there's only two people that have a real rivalry on that show or who should, and it should actually be Sarah and Johnny. Because well, that rivalry is too well. real, and that's why that, the, the problem with that one is that is a legit rivalry, so legit that we will probably never see it on screen again. Yeah, because what do you he, mean Johnny doesn't have a partner? What if it's Sarah coming in? What do you mean? Eh, I I feel like the amount of brain candy content we got on live video transmission during the filming period of the Final Reckoning makes me think it would be physically impossible for Sarah to have been there. So I'm writing her off, and I don't think that's a spoiler. But Is he on there? He, he's on there with no partner. We don't know who his partner is going to be. It's a mystery person. That being said, Sarah broadcasted from Susie's house every Friday for the last three months. I doubt they were flying her back and forth from South Africa. That's an absurd uh. amount of mileage to build up. So that being said, I feel like she's probably out of the running, although that would be awesome. She thinks that they, they don't want her back on the show. And apparently she says that he just like ignores her and like cold shoulders her and sometimes doesn't even refer to her by name. So that is a legit rivalry. That one's too yeah. legit for them. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, oh, but, well maybe, maybe it's you, Derek. I know, <laughs> I know you would know, but like maybe it's you then. Why wouldn't they put you on this new, new challenge after that fight you had with Ross or that, or 
damn it. I'll beat that yeah. one. Not even that. You watch Dirty 30, right? So there was a guy named Nelson who got kicked off the Dirty 30 yes. for trying to fight D, and his partner is Shane. And they're like, <laughs> they're like yeah. best buds. They like well, they they play in a I badminton mean, league together. Maybe, Derek, were you just like, hey, I, I'm not I interested, or did they call I don't you? Know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they just don't want me to eliminate any more of their, you know, any more of their, uh, any more of their mainstays. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Nelson gets eliminated by Derek because he gets into a fight. Then Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas, the golden boy. They're, these are the, the golden children. Yeah, so then Johnny whatever. Bananas. I, bet, I, I just have a feeling we'll, we'll see you next season. <laughs> then, then I don't know, Tony Tony time got eliminated by Derek. Then Joss, who's the face of the franchise right now, got eliminated by Derek. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe the injury. Maybe the injury will bring out the Sharks. And they'll want to come and get some get some of Derek because he they think he's you know he's 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 about to die, and uh, you know maybe it'll rev rev it up a little bit. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I really don't care that much. I'm glad you. It's funny that you guys keep bringing it up like this, but. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and here we are documenting the final reckoning. But well, Katie doesn't even probably watch enough TV to have seen this trailer. But the funniest thing, Katie, was last week they just released a trailer for the season. And there's another Derek on the show. Who's Wait, like, when they were crawling out of the grass or the ground? Yeah, it was either that one. That. Or, but did you see the one where they're like. Because I watched Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore reboot. So oh they, they show like they start showing these names on the screen of people who are going to be on the show and then flash before our eyes is Derek spelt the exact same way our Derek spells his name but it's actually not him there's another Derek who was the last guest on our podcast Derek Henry who's been on one and a half seasons of this show and was on are you the one and no offense we love him he's the man does not have the following that this Derek has so it was a little bit disappointing for longtime fans of the show because this commercial airs and it's like bananas and it's like Cara Maria and then it's like Derek and everyone's like oh my god Derek and then they realize it's the other Derek <laughs> But yeah, it was a couple of the bigger names, you know what I mean. So, but whatever, whatever. Let, let, let's let's get off of this. I, you're making me uncomfortable, okay? You're making me uncomfortable. Um, They're saying, Katie, though, to answer your question about the mercenary thing, because everyone complained about that. Because unlike oh, really? De- unlike Derek and maybe Laurel, it seemed like every other mercenary kind of could have taken it or leave or left it. Like Ashley Mitchell yeah. and Darrell. Who- I mean, that's how I would have went. I would have gotten paid for whatever they paid me to go, and like had fun in the city that I was in for a couple of days. And then I would have been like, bye. That's almost exactly what happened. But if I didn't win, then I'd be like, okay, that's why if if I was, you know, a producer of the show, I would say, Oh, okay. How about whatever person, you know, there's always like two, two teams that are going against each other. Whoever the mercenary that wins gets to take that person's position in, in the game. I believe they've said that that's going to be the case on the next season. So well, that would make sense because then everybody else that's already been, you know, in the game who's are, you know, who's tried and has made it so far is going to be pissed if Derek walks in and like sits at his throne after everybody did all this work for three weeks and he just comes in, which would be amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, people people would be pissed. People would be pissed because yeah, I mean we've talked about that before. I mean, could you imagine like being there for three weeks or however long or two weeks and then having to like survive? Um, and in walks and, in know, Derek and Katie Cooley. Oh man, <laughs> how pissed would they be? Oh, they, 
They, uh, well, golly, that would be that would be so funny because <laughs> like what? And I bet you I'd start immediately cleaning, which I never did then, but I would totally do now. I'd be like, it's so dirty in here, I can't take it. And then and and walks Joss with his shirt off and helps you. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into some of these questions about your your past experience on the show. We have a dedicated listener here who we had the pleasure of meeting in Orlando a week ago, named Hundred Question Howard. He asks literally a hundred questions. I picked this one. I think this is a good one. He says, uh, "Katie, can you rank these insane moments? So why don't you kind of and there's four of them." A, Julie trying to murder Veronica during the original Inferno. B, Katie and Teresa getting to slap the living shit out of each other. C, Aia. Aia getting to slap the living shit out of each other. Sorry, 100 Question Howard. Having C, having to run through a legitimate gas chamber on a challenge. I don't remember that, uh, but that sounds terrible. And D, being on a challenge with Tanya in general. <laughs> so am I rating it from best to worst? I guess most insane to least insane. I feel like uh, there's more insane Katie moments than that. Like the one time she uh, she jumped from platform to platform and she uh, did and busted like, my face. She that. did th- she did three backflips into the water, face first into the water, and gets two black eyes. That was and then. Throw. But Derek, the following day, I was slapped in the face with Aia. So that'll be the number oh. one. Okay. Because it was the next day. And I remember thinking, like, the producers had probably already had these, you know, pre-planned. But they probably thought, hey, Katie's face is really fucked up. Why don't we go ahead and get her hit in the face with the fly swatter? That sounds like good TV. <laughs> so, so that's, that's number sucked. one. But um, the funny thing is, is after you're hit in the face with it once or twice, it's numb. And then you can't feel it anymore. Um, but, yeah, so I would say that's one. And then... Uh, the gas chamber's number four. That wasn't, I don't think that was bad. I think it looked cool on TV, but I didn't think it was like this, oh, I can't breathe thing. That just I mean, sounds bad when you write it out. I think that's the worst that that's going to be, is when you describe that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That, I, I didn't, that to me probably looked more intense than it was, in my experience. Derek, you were there too. What did you think? Oh yeah, I mean, you just you go in there. I mean, you you you, you eat some gas. You, you 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 get some boogers flying out of your nostrils while you're trying to um, get this figure out this puzzle or this code or whatever. Go ahead, whatever. break it down, John Madden. You sound yeah, like you're I mean, telling a kid how to how to uh, win a playoff game. You go in there, you walk right into the gas chamber, you pick a booger. The question was, that's was all it you bad, do. dummy? <laughs> oh yeah, it sucked a little bit. I mean, it was all right. Yeah, but I, I would say the mattress thing, uh, falling off that, would definitely be probably the most painful thing that I experienced on those shows. Like, physically, I felt like somebody took textbooks and slammed them in my face. My lips were busted. My eyes were bloodshot. And, yeah, I, 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 that really sucked. And what then, about of course, the, they sent me in the next day. Well, what about those five eliminations that you, that you essentially, those five eliminations you went into, and then you won the then you won the challenge, and uh, you know with the with the team that kept putting you in. I think that's how the story went, right? That's kind of how Katie made a name for herself. A little bit, yeah. no, maybe not. Maybe the Veronica Katie fight was before that. I can't remember. No, that was all the same season. Um, it, oh, that wow. was Inferno. That was yeah, Inferno when I went went on there, and they kept sending me in, and I kept winning. And I uh, that was my favorite show, though. It really was, that was. your first challenge. 
Then that was my second, but it was my favorite. That or Gauntlet 2. I liked Gauntlet 2. I know you went in there a lot, but I never went in. And I was like friends <laughs> with everybody on my team. So I like had the most fun. And that oh, was like what gosh. I would me and Anissa would sing those songs to you all the time. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like Derek's little bitch carrying his backpack for him every time he went into the damn elimination round. I felt like he an animal. Like every week. I felt huh? like an animal. I felt like an animal during that. Like, I literally felt like an animal. Like, I'd be, like, eating, like, box lunches, like, underneath the rain, getting ready to, like, fight some guy in, like, Thailand or wherever the hell we were, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. But that was a fun show. And, you know, I made it all the way to the end and without ever going in. And I really believed at the time. I'm like, tables have turned. Tables have turned. Nope, next season I was back in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that was short-lived. But that uh, was a fun show, and Inferno was rewarding because I, like, really pushed myself to limits that I didn't, you know, were, that were really unnatural for me. Yeah, I uh-huh. watched some of that today and saw there was one where you and Julie had to go on treadmills with, like, uh, I guess it was itching powder under you. Yeah. And they, they claim it, would, at least. I don't know if it really was three hours, that it was, like, three hours yeah, of that. it was. And then the next one, or shortly after, there was four hours of you and, and David from Seattle underneath, like, yeah. the, in these, like, liquid coffins where they just kept dumping rotten milk and stuff on you, and you had to yes. go underwater. What, compare the stuff that you guys went through back then to what you saw these last couple seasons. I know that, like, it, to a certain extent, visually, some of these have gotten a little bit more extreme, but I feel like they were just kind of dirtier back then. What do you think? How do well, you compare? The Inferno, there wasn't a whole lot of one-on-one con. There wasn't physical contact. It was, I think, it was a lot of endurance. Who, who truly wanted it more in the sense of who can endure discomfort or pain um, more than, the, you know, itching powder is annoying. And then it went to, like, no one gave up. So it went to a tiebreaker of a jump roping contest. And, um, you know, she was like, I can jump rope. I used to do jump roping competitions. I'm like, who the fuck does jump roping competitions? I mean, for fun. Like, who does that? <laughs> like, oh, hey, guys. So I jump rope like, you know, an idiot. Like, jump, jump, you know. And, well, she tripped herself up trying to be cool, and it didn't work. And yeah. so she lost. But if she just tried to jump rope like a normal person without being cocky, she probably could have jump roped longer than I could have. But people get really cocky in this game, and that's why you've got to be careful when you, like, are trying to, like, you know, talk shit because you think it looks good. But it looks so stupid when it backfires because, you know, whatever. But. And then with the um, the coffin one, it was so that water was so cold, even though we were in Mexico, because you had to be in a frozen position like you couldn't raise your arm above a certain there was a line on the coffin and you couldn't go above the water line. So you had to keep your arms stiff because naturally in water, your arms raise. So after sitting like that for four hours, you're like convulsing and shakes because you've been holding your muscles, you know, tight for four hours. And that ended up after, you know, you're throwing a dirty tongue and like guts and all that stuff. After it happens two or three times, it's like, okay, this is fine. I'm over it. I'm okay with this. Um, because you're already gross. And then it went to holding your breath thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm too close to the end now to give up. And, um, and so I won a holding your breath contest, but I mean, that's what it ended up being. But even like with the slapping thing with Aia, it was endurance. So you could slap me. I can take pain. Um, you know, like I could take pain. I can take discomfort. 
I don't like fear. And fear is heights for me, you know, or sticking my hand in a jar of bees like I would die. Like fear, you know, but pain, eh, that's nothing. Like I can handle that. <laughs> and um, and so and for me, and I'm I'm pretty mentally tough and I would make myself do stuff even though I really didn't want to do it. Um, and then, as, you know, as I got older and kept doing the shows, I would just be like, no, I, I straight up just don't want to do it, you know, but it would just get to a point where it just wasn't interesting enough for me to want to do. Um, let's get back to something you mentioned before that I know you mentioned in the context of not wanting to talk about it, but Mike wants to know, why did you get so pissed about the plunger prank? And he assumes there must be a bigger story behind it. Was there? Um, no, I don't think it was a big story. It was, uh, Kevin or Kevin, uh, Kenny and Evan and boredom in the house and typical shenanigans that go on. And, um, everybody in the house was drinking and I was outside and, um, you know, like over by the pool drinking with other people. And when I went back in, we had a toilet that would overflow all the time and there was a plunger next to it. So they thought it would be funny to put the plunger, the poopy plunger in my bed. But I'm like a neat freak. Like I can't handle that kind of stuff. And it's besides the fact that it's filthy, but it's also, I don't want to be anybody's punk and, or the subject of your joke. Like that will not go well ever. I mean, not even today, it would not go well because I'm not the butt of anybody's joke in that sense. So when I walked in and there weren't, you know, we weren't exactly friendly buddies and they did it. And then everybody in the room is just laughing at me, like literally looking at me and laughing. And that's when I got pissed. You know, I was like, I'm not doing I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be a little like crybaby punk. Oh, I'm being bullied. I was like, no, you fuckers, I'm going to fight you back. And I literally picked up the plunger like it was a baseball bat. And I wanted I really did want to hit Kenny with it. But I knew I'd go home. And it was unfortunate that I yelled at Sarah because it was stupid and it was misdirected anger. I knew even then she didn't do it. But what I kept yelling, and I think it was just, you know, it was such a cluster that you couldn't really tell what was going on, but I was mad that she was laughing at me. And so I was like, you're laughing. I never thought she was the one who did it. I knew who did it. And that's why I went after Kenny. I was mad because she was laughing and I didn't know who the hell she was. I'd never seen her before. And I thought, you have big balls to come into this house as a new person and just laugh and I don't know who the hell I thought I was but that's what happened then but now I'm like uh and I even apologized to her and I was you know really good friends uh with Adam uh King and he after that happened he pulled me aside he said she's outside crying right now and he's like why did you know that wasn't fair and he told me I was wrong and I immediately felt bad and I apologized to her they just didn't air it and I said I'm sorry. I know it was the guys. I don't know why. I like you pissed me off because you were laughing and whatever. That's what I mean. That is the story. And so and I've said it before and I've said it, you know, a million times. I've apologized to her and, I, you know, I felt bad. It was misdirected anger. But that was what it was. I came into the room and I was the butt of a joke and I didn't like it. And shouts to the guy at your office who tried to put a plunger on your desk. Um, this is my favorite question we got. It's from Dave Woods. Uh, he says, Katie's season was the first of road rules was the first season where they voted people off if they failed a mission. Hence how she got her spot replacing Gisela. 
so, so, sorry, sorry to cut you off. It's the best and question. Like, is it, it? Does it involve this question? No. I, okay, just so saying, just like, let me ask the why, question. Why, <laughs> Damn, I, just saying, it's like, wounded. why are people asking? I just want to know why people are still asking. Why did you get so mad? Because there's a plunger in your fucking bed. Yeah. You guys know what a like plunger is behavior. used for? Who wouldn't be pissed? Yeah. But there was a little bit more backstory, like what she just said about having not knowing Sarah and, you know, kind of a, you know what I mean? Like I, there's a little bit more to it, but I get it. I get why you're confused, why any normal person would think it was weird to get mad that anything was in your bed, let alone the most disgusting thing that's in a home. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to what I uh, introduced as the best question we got. Um, we'll pretend it was not interrupted. Dave Wood says, your season of Road Rules was the first one where they voted people off after a failed mission, hence how you got your spot, replacing Gisela. Do you, Katie, know what MTV's plan was for you if there was one, if the vote-off twist was never used? The next season of Road Rules, Real World, how did the casting work back then? Because since there was a contingency to you getting on the show, did they ever explain to you what would happen if it didn't play out like that? Sort of. Like, um, when I... We went through a casting special, which was in Palm Springs, California. And this was like, gosh, back in like 2000. And um, it had a bunch of people. And they said 14 people were going to be chosen or 13 people, I think. 13 people would be chosen to go on either Real World or Road Rules. And you wouldn't know which show you were going on. So there's like 26 of us, I think. And then they picked exactly half of the people to go on the show. And then the other half never, you know, get anything. And... Um, they had pulled me aside and said, would you, uh, this season might be different. And we're thinking, uh, this season might be different. People don't know what show they're going on, but somebody's going to be sent home from one of, uh, from the shows. Would you be willing to come on as an alternate? And I was like, sure. And I mean, I really didn't think much of it. I said, okay. And then, so when they pulled the 13 people that got picked, um, the other people were so upset and like crying, like they just like lost a family member. And I was like, wow. And I mean, I did, I was just like, Oh, this was cool. I got to go to Palm Springs and whatever. And, um, they, after, you know, people were leaving, they told me that they were going to call me. And then they called me a couple, um, a couple weeks later and said that filming had taken off and that they were going to, um, that someone would be going home and that I would be the first girl. If it was a girl, I would be going on. And if it was a guy, it would be somebody else. I don't know who that would have been, but they said for a girl. So they had me get my passport ready and they told me I would have about a 24 hour notice. So I did know I was going on or I was likely to go on a show. I mean, I was really naive then. So I, at that time I believed I was, even though now I understand that it, it could have possibly never even happened. But, um, so I, I knew that I was probably going to be going. I just didn't know when. And then like two weeks later, they called me and said, you're flying out to Spain tomorrow. Is, isn't it um, interesting how it's all evolved? Because even then, there were like the, the, the shit talkers that were like, oh, well, you're not even an original cast member. You're a replacement. You know? Yeah, yeah. So now it's like, to then it turned into, well, she was she, he or she wasn't on real world or road rules she was on fresh meat 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember on Fresh Meat, I was like, you guys are all a bunch of guest stars on my show <laughs> or on our show. Oh, that was you. That was you. <laughs> yeah, huh? I was like, you guys are guest stars on our show. And we yeah, but stupid yeah, but tell yeah, but tell yeah, but tell us the truth that that all that all stemmed from someone calling you a replacement. Right? Yeah, probably. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it's funny because out of everyone on my original Road Rules, I did more shows than all of them combined. So yeah. it's funny. Um, and I think, wow. you know, back then they, if they were going to bring someone, you know, new on it, you know, they needed somebody with a little fire. And so maybe they knew all along. I don't know. They didn't never, never explained that stuff to me. So whatever. So I have a question for you. Who? And you, uh, Derek, I'm sorry. Um, uh, you don't have to tell me an amount, but is it true they significantly significantly raised what they pay to go on the shows now? We're not allowed to talk about that um, on here. I've been told specifically. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, compared to what? How okay, that's all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bit of inflation yeah. going on. Sure. Yeah. Well, well No, I mean, that wouldn't change my mind, by the way. I was just wondering because I'm like, because it would make sense why more people are willing to do it that have been away from it for so long. Yeah, well, I mean, now you're going away for like two months also. You know, it's not like a... Same rules, like no food, or I mean, no, you know, computers, no any of that stuff, or have they gotten lax on that? And No, it's, it's even more, it's even more uh, stringent. You know, yeah. it's uh, you, but you, there's a foo foo challenge if you don't want to leave the the uh, comforting confines of Los Angeles, California. If you don't want to go anywhere for longer than three weeks, if you don't want to say goodbye to your cell phone or your agent or your side businesses, you can go on Champs versus Stars. People want to know if you would ever do that show, which is not so foo foo anymore, by the way. Yeah, right, but the see, last like, season was good. You couldn't really call me a champ. Yes, we can. <laughs> Yeah, we can. You won Inferno. Two thousand three. No, that trust me, that right there is more legitimate. A more legitimate claim to being a champ on that show. They have people who have never won a challenge at all on the show. They say all you had to do was make a final. Oh. They have people who shop at champs on that show. That's funny. I mean, there's way more interesting people that would go on that before me. I don't even think people would be like, "Who's that girl?" But would you do it? That's the question on everybody's minds, uh, Katie Cooley. Nah, listen, listen. Surround Katie Doyle, Katie Cooley. <laughs> you should just go on as Katie Doyle. Like, if you ever came back on our show, you should just be Katie Doyle. Because then that would be like your alter your ego. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Cooley exactly. is a great mom. She's a great wife. But Katie Doyle is a raging bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so surround Katie Doyle with a bunch of shit starters, and I promise you, there will be fireworks. <laughs> but I bet you I would end up crying afterwards, being like, what am I doing? I'm a mom. Because that's what, like my friend, the same one who wanted to put the plunger on my bed or on my desk. He was driving really fast, and a bunch of us were on our way to lunch, and I was like, slow down. And I wasn't like trying to be funny. I was like getting pissed because he was driving too fast. And there's like six of us in the car. I'm like, slow down. I'm a mom. And everyone just got silent. And they're like, you are a piece of shit. They could not stop making fun of me. <laughs> so like, that's like now the big joke is like, stop it. I'm a mom. And that's what I would end up saying. And it would be like the commercial and I'd get made fun of nonstop. So 
Do you actually? <laughs> that's what would happen. You're a good person to ask about this. We've had a few people write in about this, which is that you know being a dad is something that you see not only happening on the show with Tony and Derek and Brad, but something that is actually in CT been embraced recently. Darrell. They call it Darrell. They call themselves Team Dad Bod. It gets Corey. mentioned a lot. Corey, obviously, a new dad yes. who's now going to be on Teen Mom. But you don't hear too what? much about the moms on the show, if any. Um, do, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like there's a little bit of a double standard there? Yeah, but I sadly almost agree with it. I don't know. Um, I just wouldn't, as a mom, I wouldn't want to leave my baby for two months. Right. Like, it, it would make it would be like, uh, and I feel like even if I watch it, I'm like, who, what mom would do that where I don't feel that way about Well, I know, I know one I, see, who... I know I'm an asshole. Would... That's why I'm saying I'm part of the problem. And I know that. I couldn't leave to do it. But also, my chances of winning are so, so, so small, whereas Derek's are really high. So if Derek can leave for two months and get a million dollars, it's totally different. If I leave, I'm just leaving to be an idiot because, I mean, whatever MTV pays now is the only, only reason I would go. Right. And it would have to be significant. I mean, it'd have to be very significant. I'm not talking $60,000 or, like, it'd have to be something that, I mean, like, no way. There's just no way. Damn. Interesting. So you're saying there is a double standard, but you're okay with that double standard because the role of a mother is different than the role of a father? Oh, God. I'm going to get so many hate tweets, which I'll ignore. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I'll totally ignore it. I'm just saying, like, no, I, really I mean, that, I think that's a fine it. response. I think, honestly, I, and if I saw, you know, and now let's if, just say Kendall, let's say if Kendall, what if Kendall went on the next season of the challenge because we know she wants to, wh- how would you feel about that? I would probably text her because we talk and I would say, how can you leave your babies that long? Sad face. So it's almost passive aggressive. Um, like sad face. You're going to do that. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, that's what I, I would, I wouldn't want to, but if she did like champs versus stars, I wouldn't think that's a big deal because if your family could be out there too, and you could like see them, you know, I, that's not as big of a deal, but I wouldn't want to not have communication with my family for two months in another country. What if something happened? You know, like I couldn't do that, but also I'm saying I'm not, I'm not a Cara Maria who like kicks ass and like has a high chance of winning. So for me, it really, and I'm talking specifically for me, it would, but if I was really good, you know, like, like a Derek or a Johnny and I was going to do it, I'd be like, you know what? There's a fucking good chance. I'm coming back a millionaire. So I'm going to go ahead and try this out. But me, it's like, Oh, I just got my money to go and a couple free Under Armour shirts. So I'm back No, Can't put a price on Under Armour. But so you're saying you would, I hate to put you on the spot again, but if you got the call tomorrow and they're like, hey, Katie, Champs versus Stars, three weeks, keep your phone, call your kids. Want to do it? Would you do it? Nah, no. Nah. Really? Still no? No. Playing I don't hard think to get. So. I mean, I, no. Yeah, I just, I don't think so. I really don't. I, I feel like if they asked, I'd almost be like, that is so weird. And I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to do on these shows anymore. I wouldn't. I'd probably be very nervous and I'm like too aware now of like, I don't know. I'd be like, and then if somebody, yeah, I I would be, I would almost be fake because I would be trying to not be Katie Doyle. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, I I would probably end up sitting there going, Hey Derek, that girl's a stupid bitch. Isn't she? Oh God. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? I'm a mom. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I'd be like, 
No, it'd be horrible. You know, it's funny that you've since changed your name to Katie Cooley because, you know, so many people know you as Katie Doyle. I, of course, know you as Katie Doyle. And I was thinking about it. And for some reason, you were one of the first cast members where I feel like I knew your last name because for so long it was just, you're Derek, you're Johnny, you're Evan, you're Kenny. Like they almost like treated you like single name people. They, and if you had a Twitter, it was like Derek MTV. It still is, you know? And for some reason you were one of the first people who I could, if I saw you down the street, I could say that's Katie Doyle. Do you know why that is? How come you had like a full fledged identity while everyone else was just a Disney character? I think people just like to say it like (laughs) Derek, especially. Okay. He is always, he was always like a Doyle rules and there's no O in no Doyle. He but still does now, it. He did it seconds ago. Texting, he keeps making Cooley jokes like cool, Cooley. So now to everybody, I'm also Katie Cooley because like, you know, it's always like cool, Cooley or that's Cooley. It's just, that's you know, where, that, 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 that's where our, that's where our text messages, that's what was happening via text message, Scott. It went from cool to Oh, I have to add Cooley. So, but it would also be cool, and then another text would be, I mean, Cooley. Yeah, and then I'd write back, "You're a dork." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, Swasi from our our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/ChallengeMania Podcast, wants to know if you have any major challenge regrets. No, I. Don't, I mean, and I. I'm very grateful for my opportunity to do that. I know a lot of people wish they could have gone on these or, you know, or want to go on them. I'm very grateful. I had a ton of fun. I really did. And I mean, I traveled and I did stuff that like, I literally, I feel like it was somebody else. Like I said, I get scared on a Ferris wheel now, so I can't believe that I would leap off buildings and stuff. It's, it's crazy. I have no regrets. Um, not even, you know, my behaviors. I mean, I was never like, you know, a slut on the show or anything like that. I just, you know, I was temperamental, but I feel like I also defended myself and I'm proud of that. I just wish sometimes I handled myself a little bit, you know, classier, I guess, but you know, it is what it is, but I don't have regrets. I mean, I, I had fun. I did a lot of those shows and like I said, it's, it, it almost feels like it was a million years ago. Like, and every once in a while, like I'll reference something but I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, if I say it out loud, I'm like, I, that's weird. And so, like, I was eating tortellini noodles at a Fourth of July thing, and I, I was like, this tastes like that cow brain I ate. Yeah. Who says that? <laughs> Who the fuck says that? Because <laughs> I had to eat cow brain from Battle of Texas, too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's crazy. So, uh, you know, it's like little things like that. But most of the things that I reference aren't on – like an actual challenge. It was just like from those crazy, crazy LA days that, you know, Derek was a part of too. Just stupid stuff. Uh, I'm like, Oh yeah, I did this in LA. Oh, one time I did this. Or we used to get into these clubs and <laughs> just dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. Are you going to watch, to- are you going to watch the final reckoning? Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Will um, you share us, share uh, your thoughts with us on social media and whatnot? If you, if you, Will you join in on the conversation? Yeah, I, I tweeted a few times on the last one, um, you know, that Derek was on. I think when you got in that fight with that that guy, Nelson, uh-huh. and stuff, I was like, what? Because you were always so hot-headed. But I see that's what I'm talking about is just maybe being a parent. Like, you know, it's in you to want to turn around and punch him in the face, but you're like, I have a son. And, and like, that's how I would feel. Like the exact same situation. So I was like, oh, man, 
10 years ago, that would have went very differently. And then you like said something like, yeah, you would have reacted differently. I would have been like, you can't be mean to Derek and probably threw in a high heel at his head. She probably <laughs> would have. Yeah. So, um, by the way, did you, st- did you ever get your fist fixed, your knuckle? No. But, you know, I haven't had problems with it. I, everybody said, oh, as you get older, you're going to get arthritis. But no, I don't write as pretty as I used to. But see, like that was something that happened off the show. What happened? <laughs> Tell them what happened. Um, this guy that I was kind of dating, um, we were in Vegas. And I don't remember even what he did to piss me off. But he left. And I started yelling at him in the casino. And he went into an elevator. And as the doors were closing... He flipped me off. It was just like in a movie, you know, where it's like slowly closing. He's just looking at me, flipping me off. So I punched the steel elevator door and broke my hand. Wow. Yeah. And and the Idiot. knuckle looks like it's dislocated forever. Yeah. I, my hand still looks weird. Thank God it was my right hand and not my left. So when I got engaged and, you know, I'm like, oh, look at my ring. I didn't have this weird knuckle. Unlike mine. Unlike my ring finger. Yes. Very- oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Your weird... And yeah, uh, I remember that because I remember you said, a wedding ring's never going on this finger. <laughs> <laughs> and I so eventually I had to get a clip on for my finger because it, my 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 the bones were fused together on my ring finger um, on my left hand. And uh, and so, yeah, I would tell, OK, I'd be like, well, for my first wife, she'll get a tattoo. And then maybe my second wife will get one to cover it. But then I found out that um, that you can get a clip on. So they just kind of cut it and they put a hinge on the on the ring. So you're able to clip it on and clip it off. Yeah. But eventually even that, like the clasp sort of like like you're in the water, you're playing with your kid and you hit slap the water and your ring falls off. And then that's a problem. And then you're wrestling with your buddies outside after a couple of beers and your ring falls off. And yeah, because that happens to me detector. a lot. <laughs> well now you're not married so you don't have to worry about the damn ring that's true and i probably will never get married again Whoa. can you cue the wedding bells cue the wedding bells on that note um <laughs> d do you have anything else for katie uh before we let no. her go she's got kids um, to, to get to no. oh my gosh um katie it's so nice talking to you again Catch you too I hope we can you know continue um you know, staying in touch because uh, gas for the people at home that don't know, I probably we probably haven't talked for shoot. I, I feel like the last time I talked to you was probably around the same time. Uh, DM something with DM. I feel like yeah, uh, probably. I was working in the oil field and like I asked you to tell her something because I couldn't really talk to her because of, like stuff I had going on at home and all that stuff. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I was like in the oil. On an, in the middle of an oil field, working and like trying to get Katie to text DM something special important. I don't fucking know. And that, I almost feel like that was the last like course I really had with D was like through you. So um, yeah, it's 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 been a while, but it's funny because when when I was talking with Derek yesterday, we were texting. I was like, I have lots of questions. Can I talk to you before the podcast? <laughs> because I don't want to ask them. Like you know, they're kind of personal. Because yeah. I just know his family and everything. So, and he's like, 
he was like doing the emoji of the monkey covering its ears. Like he doesn't want to know anything about me. Like, like I was like, so I did this, this, that I'm just trying to catch up like normal people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, but, I want, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get it all, all on here, but it turned into just like a regular interview because dude, there were so many Twitter questions and like people were like, like, remember when you were like, well, am I relevant enough that people are going to give a shit? Like, dude, no, yeah. we got more. I'm telling you right Man. now. So when we, I announced this like this weekend, which normally the weekend are actually kind of light because people are actually like having fun with their lives and not sitting at their computer at work. But like in comparison <laughs> to other guest announcements, I feel like yours got more than all of them, if not most of them. It's crazy. Like people, people are very, people in general, I think want you know, older cast members to come on. I think they look back on the years that you guys were on together more fondly than say people yeah, who have I only been on a couple people of years. always knew like Derek and I were like, you know, really good friends. Like when we were on the shows back in those days. And then it was like, I used to like write blogs about Derek literally on MySpace back in the day. It'd be like, this is what happened to Derek today. And I would always, always like, I mean, I would just fuck with him all the time. And then I'd like write a blog post about it. Oh my God. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Yes. Well, I would write them like in front of you. I mean, Derek, you and I were just so wild back then and we'd just be like getting drunk and I'd be like, I'm writing a blog post about you. You're like, okay. Yeah. Like I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, and I think that people, um, you know, people knew that we were good friends. So it's probably, and it's Derek's podcast. Yeah. And, and Katie was my first ever guest on the, on the previous podcast. First really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It was just me and you. It was just me and you. We just talked. That was yeah. it. Well, well, she was started, about actually. your 50th guest on this podcast because I believe we've had some repeat guests. So probably about guest number 50 here with us uh, today. So it took us a little longer to get you on this time, but we appreciate you coming on and no, spending well, some time with us. thank you very much. And yeah, Derek, I'll, I'll text you and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sure, for sure. Um, I want to know like how the zoo, like how she liked the zoo, like what did, like what did she like? Oh, like, see, I want to know way more personal things than, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You guys get to that right, on cool. call number right. five. Yeah, right. the zoo can All happen right. late. Well, yeah. just, well, just text me because I'm because we're gonna do the we're gonna do the outro right now. I got I'm gonna hang out with him because I'm with him for like a couple more. Well, I have, have him tonight, but I got. Go fucking take he's talking about his son, dogs, not me. He's, ta- he's talking about his son. Yeah. I, was, I don't, oh, want, no. I don't okay. want you to think he's talking about because it sounded like he was baby. talking about me for a second. He and did. I mean, that's not he how did. he talks about me. I'm going to hang out with him for a little bit. He's going to be here for a little bit longer. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you get sad when he leaves you. <laughs> I, do, I, very, I do, very much so. <laughs> the Challenge Mania Patreon is now live. Head to patreon.com slash challengemania or challengemaniapodcast.com to get the scoop on how you can get access to new bonus Challenge Mania content. Hey, uh, wait a minute. Does this mean Challenge Mania is going to cost money now? No, Challenge Mania is still 100% free. You'll still get two episodes every week with your favorite challenge stars just like you do now. That will not change. Oh, so it's just bonus episodes, special Q&As, video content, and contests for patrons? Exactly. Got it. The Challenge Mania Patreon is 100% voluntary. By listening to the show, you're already doing enough. But if you're craving some more, want to score some exclusive goodies, or just want to show your appreciation for the show, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com is where you can go get it. All right, you guys ask for the old schoolers, the old G. 
Nobody more OG than Miss Katie Doyle, a.k.a. Katie Cooley. That was a fun one. What was it like rekindling yeah. that relationship, D? It was, it was real cool. Cooley. Ah, you're, you are hilarious. Um, speaking of hilarious, we're going to have a hilarious and awesome good time tomorrow night at the Brazen Fox here in New York City watching the final Reckoning premiere with the sound on. Just email your RSVP to challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. That's all we need from you. Other than that, it is 100% free to get in. We have food and drink specials. We have giveaways. We have prizes. D signed a couple t-shirts. I'm going to FaceTime D. Maybe I'll FaceTime some other people and there will be some special guests rolling in throughout the night um d i also want to let people know head over to challengemania.shop because we have a new addition over there a lot of parental talk during this podcast between her kid your kid all that good stuff all the fathers and mothers on the challenge we have a team dad bod shirt in the challenge shop in the challenge mania shop yeah i can't wait to see like a huge man belly with that shirt on that's all i care about Like, I'm really excited to see a huge man belly with that shirt. That's all I want to happen, Scott. Yeah. Send us some photos of you guys in those shirts. And and, and my son just reminded me that Big Brother was on, okay? And uh, I'm not not completely caught up on all the Big Brother stuff, really. Um, So I didn't know it was on on Sundays, too. Uh, It is on every day, not every day literally, but it is on Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and on some weeks, even more than that. So as I like to call it, it is a full-fledged internship, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We will talk about Big Brother at some point. We're going to be doing our bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. That's where you'll hear our episode recaps of Vendettas, and that's where we'll do some Big Brother chatter as well. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and if you listen to us on Podbean, we have migrated over to Spreaker. You can get there by going to challengemaniapodcast.com thank you guys so much thank you to katie cooley hit her up on twitter at katie cooley 26 and let her know that you still appreciate her and you loved her time on the show and that you heard her on challenge mania hit d up at derek mtv on both instagram and on twitter i am at shot of jaeger on twitter at scott of jaeger on instagram and that's y-a-g-e-r and remember to go to our facebook group facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast and that's where we got a lot of our questions for this podcast you guys came out with some great questions that really fueled this one and made it a good one so thank you guys so much enjoy the final reckoning premiere d i can't wait to hear what you have to say about it i can't wait to watch it with you guys in new york tomorrow night Enjoy yourselves. Have a good one. D, last word is yours as always. Yo, cheers to that. Cheers to all that. Talk to you soon. Peace. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today.